Good morning, church. Wow. Thank you for being here and to celebrate the mothers today. Happy Mother's Day. I know we have a few mothers here in the house, but we're going to celebrate, right? Wow. Thank you to my hobby for introducing me. And I want to thank Pastor Kevin, a.k.a. Big Brother, for letting me share his uh, pulpit this morning. I want to shout out to my mom back in Africa. Happy Mother's Day, mom. I know you're listening. <laughs> so thank you. So I know that this month we've been dwelling on the theme uncommon. Uncommon. And I felt like, so what, are we, what am I going to talk about? It's just uh, easy for me to say, okay, uncommon. But I wanted to talk on uncommon motherhood. We're celebrating mothers, right? I wanted to talk on uncommon motherhood. But before I dive into this topic, I was sharing with the with our church family during the first service. Now, when pastor had asked me to preach on this day, and I started thinking about it and just praying about this day, I just felt in my heart that I needed to tell some mothers that there is hope. And when I started thinking, I started receiving this word in my spirit to share with mothers that there is hope. That very day, Two mothers called me. One of them was a mother herself, and she was just, she had had it. She was like, Claudia, I don't know if I can do it one more day. I'm done. I want to be done. I really, I'm just sick of being sick. I think that God should call me home now. And she was crying. This is like a mother to me. She was crying, and I, I was struggling to drive out of the house, and I just, as I was on the road, I had to call her and pray with her. Another mother called me, and in fact, she texted, this other mother texted me and was sharing with me some condition about her daughter that she wanted me to pray about. I said, what, a co- can this be a coincidence, or is it that God is just trying to impress upon my heart to know that there's some mom out there that needs hope? And so this morning, excuse me, yeah. Yeah. And so this morning, I wanted to speak to some mothers in the house that there is hope. I don't know what you might be going through. I don't know that thing that you're trusting God for. But I want to let you know that there is hope. In your life as a mom, because sometimes we can do it for every other person but for ourselves. And even when we, are, when we are going down the hill and we don't have no strength left, we are still struggling to help our family. We are still trying to help other people. But I just want to say, in your own life as a mom, there is hope for you. There is hope for your child. There's hope for your husband. There's hope for your family that you are trusting God for. There is hope. Don't give up because Jesus is on your side. Jesus is on your side. I just wanted to say that before I dive into the message of today because I believe that some mother needed to hear that, that there is hope. Don't give up. Amen. And so this morning, we are speaking on the topic on common motherhood. And I felt that I should give a little definition, right, of what motherhood is. 
I chose the simplest one. Don't worry about it. The simplest of it. <laughs> so motherhood is the state or experience of having or raising a child. It is the state or experience of having or raising a child. And when we look at this definition, it does not tell us that it's just about birthing a child. It's about raising children. You might be here thinking, okay, I don't have a child of my own, but I believe that for every woman, we have been created with this nurturing character or nurturing attribute within us that makes us to be mothers to the children that come around us. And so even if you have not birthed a child, you are a mom, and so we celebrate you today. So happy Mother's Day to all the women, right? So we, <coughs> I believe today that for every woman, we have been called to uncommon motherhood. For every woman, we have been called to uncommon motherhood. And so I have three great points that I want us to talk about today. So uncommon motherhood calls us to be incubators of destiny. That's my first point. Uncommon motherhood calls us to be incubators of destiny. I want to read from Luke chapter 1, verse 28 to 33. This is a mom we all know. This is Mary. The Bible says, Gabriel appeared to her and said, Congratulations, favored lady. The Lord is with you. Confused and disturbed, Mary tried to think what the angel could mean. Don't be frightened, Mary, the angel told her, for God has decided to wonderfully bless you. Listen to this. Very soon now, you will become pregnant and have a baby boy, and you are to name him Jesus. He shall be, the, he shall be very great and shall be called the Son of God. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of his ancestor David. And he shall reign over Israel forever. His kingdom shall never end. Can you think about this? A young lady, the Bible scholars tell us that Mary was a teenager. Can you believe that a young teenage girl, the, an angel comes up to her and tells her, very soon you become pregnant and have a baby boy. That, does that make sense? But that does not end there. The thing that really struck me was that when the angel starts to declare who this child is going to be, he shall be very great and shall be called the son of God. And the Lord God shall give him the throne of his ancestors, David. What a description of a child that you're going to carry. And the Bible tells us on different occasions that as the life of Jesus began to unfold, when she finally had this child, when his life began to unfold and she saw the different things that were happening through him, the Bible said that she kept these things in her heart. You know, moms, there are things that you look at your child and you are like, there's something about this child and you keep it in your heart and you nurse it in your heart, you pray about it. This is what Mary was doing. When she received that word concerning her child, she was like, God, I don't understand it, but be it unto me according to your word. And she kept that word about her child. I'm going to see what this child becomes. And when Jesus' life began to unfold, when he was 12, went to the temple and began to speak to elders, she began to be like, wow. 
I understand what is happening. But she kept these things within her. The Bible does not tell us that she went around sharing it to everybody. No, she kept it within her and she began to pray over it. Uncommon motherhood is beyond just having children and raising them. It's about knowing what God is saying concerning their lives. The destinies that God has placed on the inside of them. I want to believe that Mary walked cautiously watching over Jesus, knowing that this is what her child was going to become. Do we know what God has said concerning our children? What has God told you about your child or your children? What has he said concerning them? Because if we have an understanding of what God has said concerning our children, then we will be able to pray better for them. We are destiny incubators. These children have a destiny. Jesus had a destiny. Mary kept it until it was time to unfold itself. You know, sometimes you might know it, and you know that this is what God has said concerning my child. But when the life of this child begins to unfold, you are like, it doesn't match what I know. The Bible says that our children are for signs and wonders. My child, I've not seen that signs and wonders in my child. I've not seen him walk in the ways of the Lord. But I have come to tell you, the word of God is greater, is stronger than whatever you're seeing right now. The word of God, the Bible says that everything will pass away, but the word of God will stand. So whatever God has spoken to you concerning your child, hold on to it. Brood over it. The Bible says that at the beginning, there was darkness all over the earth, but the spirit of God was brooding over the surface of the earth. And then the Lord God said, let there be light. You can speak life into the life of that child. You can speak life into the life of that child that is going through some form of addiction, that is going through some form of depression, that is suffering from suicide uh, risk. You can speak life because you know the destiny of that child. When they tell you that, mom, I don't want to live anymore, you can tell them, you shall live and you shall declare the word of the Lord in the name of Jesus. When they tell you that, mom, I cannot do it, you say you can do it because you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. That is the word of God concerning your child. It is not what the, it's not what the world is telling them. It's not what the system is telling them. It's not what the school system is saying concerning your child. It's not about the diagnosis from the doctor, but it's what God is saying concerning your child. So we need to know. It doesn't matter. You might feel like, oh, my child is already grown. Where am I going to start from? Even where they are right now, you can begin to speak life because you know their destiny. We are destiny incubators. We will keep that word concerning them. We will believe God until we have seen all that God has said concerning them. We will not give up. Amen? Uncommon motherhood, second point, calls us to be stewards of covenant. Calls us to be servants of, stewards of covenant. What's a covenant? A covenant is an agreement that you make. Like, if you do this, I'm going to do this. So this mom was a barren woman. And she had 
cried out to God. I'm going to read the story, but I want to give you a little background. This is Hannah, the mother of Samuel the prophet. So year in, year out, she would go up to the place of worship, and she had her, her co-wife who had kids, and she did not have any kids, and she, would just, she was so worried she wanted a child. And this is the prayer she prayed. Say, God, if you give me a child, I'm going to give this child back to you. So let's read. First Samuel chapter 1, verse 11, and verse 26 to 28. Verse 11 says, And she made this vow, O Lord of heaven, if you will look down upon, upon my sorrow and answer my prayer and give me a son, then I will give him back to you, and he will be yours for his entire lifetime, and his hair shall never be cut. Verse 26, Sir, do you remember me? This is Hannah talking to the priest. Hannah asked him, I am the woman who stood here that time praying to the Lord. I asked him to give me this child, and he has given me my request. And now I am giving him to the Lord for as long as he lives. So she left him there at the tabernacle for the Lord to use. And we, we know that Samuel was one of the greatest prophets in his time. So God has given Hannah this child. And Hannah comes back and says, God, I give him back to you. I made a vow. I'm giving him back to you to serve him. What does that tell us? We are just stewards of these children. They don't belong to us. They are not yours. God just gave them to you that, please, can you watch over this child for me here on earth? And that is what God did for Hannah. But Hannah came back and said, God, I give him back to you. Help me. I want him to serve you all the days of his life. That is what we are called to do as uncommon mothers, that we give back our children. We give, him back, we give them back to God. Because sometimes as a mom, you, tr- you do your best. You do your best, right? You do all that you think that you know. You put all your mothering skills, the one that you gain from your mom, from your grandma, from your friends, and nothing is working. It is time to go back to God and say, God, you gave this child to me. Can you help me raise this child? Every time you feel that this child is your own, then you'll be failing. You'll feel like you are a failure. But today, you can choose to give that child back to God. You can choose to bring that child back to God and say, God, you gave me this child. I'm bringing him back to you because I don't know what to do. And he will help you raise that child. I'll tell you a little story about from my own family. I was born into this family. For, I was an only child for 13 years. And so my mom really wanted to have another child. So after 13 years, she had my little brother. And four years later, my dad would pass away and then she, she became a widow. And she was raising this young boy. We, she let, uh, before my dad passed, she had a second son. So we are three of us to our family. So raising these two young boys, for me, I was really grown. I was in my 20s when my dad passed. So here my, my younger brother, in his teenage age, he wants to explore things. You know, teenagers, they want to do things their own way and no one to listen. And so he started doing that, and my mom was very worried. And he would spend late nights out of the house, and my, my mom did not have the power to, like, hold him down. I said, Mom, you are thinking if the dad was there, he would do something, you know? So one of the nights he left the house, went to a club, and he was there dancing, and a random stranger walked up to him and said, 
boy, what are you doing here? Go home. And he was like, who are you to tell me to go home? I paid my money to be here. You can't tell me to go home. Few minutes later, this man came around again. Boy, I told you, go home. At that point, he felt like there's something about this guy telling me to, maybe I should just go. So he left, came home. As he opened the door, he met my mom in the living room praying and praying for him. This child, my mom, when my mom had him, my mom had dedicated him unto the Lord and said that his middle name in our mother tongue means the Lord has given you to me. So she had given him back to God and said, this child will serve God all the days of his life. But what was showing at the time was not matching up with what she thought was going to be happening in his life. But when he walked home that day and saw my mom on her knees praying, it was a game changer for him. He turned around and started living up to the promise. But after a while again, he felt like, I need to get out of Cameroon. I need to leave Africa and go out of the country and, and seek for other stuff. And so he traveled to the UK thinking that there nobody will have no, he will have no restrictions. But again, the covenant, the covenant was following his life. He landed in the hands of a pastor friend of ours and he has been serving in the house of the Lord since then. He's been in the UK for 10 years. He's getting married next Saturday. I'm going to be part of that. So that is what uncommon motherhood brings about. It makes us stewards of covenant. We are just stewards of these children. Bring your children back to God and say, God, help me raise them because I cannot do it on my own. So, uncommon motherhood, next to our third point, uncommon motherhood calls us to be protectors of purpose. Protectors of purpose. I'm a firm believer that when somebody understands their purpose, they live life differently. They get up every day with a different mindset than somebody who does not know their purpose. Because when you understand your purpose, you know why you are living here on earth. Sometimes nobody needs to encourage you to live life. Because you are energized, you are empowered, you know that this is what I'm called to do, this is what I should be doing. It is, your purpose is part and parcel of you. It is your DNA. So it is on the inside, it's just for you to understand this is what God has called me to do. This is what I was created to do. As moms, that is where we come in. Where we get to help our children understand their very purpose in life and help them fulfill it. So if we don't, if we don't help them, we keep trying to to maybe send them to school, oh, you are going to be this, you are going to be that. Yes, but what is God saying concerning the purpose of their lives? So that brings me to my third point. Uncommon motherhood calls us to be the protectors of purpose. I want to read about the story of another mother who saw the purpose of her child and was ready to protect it. Exodus chapter 2, verse 1 to 4. There were at this time a Hebrew fellow and a girl of the tribe of Levi who married and had a family, and a baby son was born to them. When this baby's mother saw that he was an unusual, beautiful baby, she hid him at home for three months. When she could no longer hide him, 
She made a little boat from papyrus reeds, waterproofed it with tar, put the baby, the baby in it, and laid it among the reeds along the river's edge. The baby sister watched from a distance to see what would happen to him. This was Moses. He was born in an era where Pharaoh wanted to destroy every male, every Egyptian male. And this is a young mom with your young son, and she's looking at her child and like, is, am I going to let my child die? But there's one thing that when this mom looked at this child, she did not only see how cute her baby boy was, right? As we usually say, when we look at the baby, the baby is so cute. But I want you to, when next you look at your child, they might be grown, they might be 24, 25, 30, or if you have a grandchild coming, look at them, not only look at the cuteness, but look beyond that cuteness. This woman, the Bible says that she saw that this child was unusually beautiful. There was something unusual about this child. So she fought to protect this child. She said, every other child may die, but this one, I'm going to hold on to this child. I'm going to do everything in my power to protect this child. She saw something different. She saw something beyond the cuteness of this child. And she decided to keep the child. When she could no longer keep the child, she said, you know, I'm going to put this child on the river, but I am believing that this child will live to fulfill his purpose. Think about it. This is Moses we're talking about. He lived to be the one who would bring out the children of Israel, thousands of the children of Israel, out of Egypt into the promised land. Can you imagine what the enemy was going after? That is what the enemy is fighting in the lives of our children. We have seen in our community how we've lost many of our kids to depression, to suicide. Do you think it's just normal? These kids, they were not meant to die like that. But the enemy is after their lives. If you think that just ordinary children, do I believe that those children had a purpose that they were supposed to fulfill that the enemy is after. So when next you look at your child, know that there is a purpose in the life of that child that you have to fight for. The enemy is not joking. He is not sleeping. And so if we are sleeping, he's going to get the best of our children. They are our future. When we are no longer here, they are the ones that are going to be, doing, going to be running the world for us. And so if we sit back and let the enemy destroy them, we will have no future. We will have nobody passing on the word of God. So this is the time. This mother looked at her son and said, this one will not die. This one is going to do great things. This one is going to deliver the people of, of Israel from Egypt, from bondage. So when next you look at your, your child, it's not just that fine child who is doing, having a great job, having A's in school. They are more than that. They were born for more than that. And so we should look beyond that and, be, and begin to see what God has placed on the inside of them and preserve it and protect it and don't let the enemy come close. Amen? We have our last son, Madison. I came to this country when Madison was three months old. And I watched my son grow. Have, Growing, 
like any regular child. At about two, I noticed that he was losing his words. And by three, Madison couldn't say one word. He was just pointing. And for a mom, that really broke my heart. I cried many nights, prayed, confused. I'm a young mom in a foreign country with very little resources, and people are talking about, you need to go to a specialist. I don't have the insurance to even go to a specialist. And I was like, God, what do I do? But I know that my children, the children you've given me, they are for signs and wonders. The children you've given me, you did not give them to add sorrow to me. The Bible says that when he blesses us, he does not add sorrow to it. And so Madison is not supposed to be sorrow in our lives. And so we continue to pray. And when we came to market, we were introduced to a team of uh, experts, I would say, or specialists. They had occupational therapists. They had a speech therapist on that team. And they did all of their evaluation. And they came up and told us, Madison uh, has autism. I was like, okay, fine. But there was one thing that when I looked at my child, I said, my child cannot be defined by that diagnosis. My child cannot be defined by that diagnosis. Yes, that's a diagnosis, but I believe there is a purpose of God in Madison's life that autism cannot be a limitation to that purpose. And so we continue to work with him, continue to pray with him, and today Madison can communicate. He can carry out a little conversation with us. He's 12 years old now. And there's something about this child that I started noticing. I was sharing with the first service that um, I just graduated from school, and my last semester was very tough. And there were days that I would come home so tired, so drained, that I don't want to talk to anybody. I don't want anybody touching me. I just want to lay in bed and just be by myself. And Madison will crawl up to the bed and hold tight to me and tell me, Mommy, I love you. It's going to be okay. Not even my, my grown-ups, not the ones that you think that, okay, they know what to say and what to do, but it's Madison. It's my little Madison. This morning he woke up and he told me, Mommy, happy Mother's Day. And just right when we were worshiping and we're singing the name of Jesus, and I was, began to chuckle and I was coughing a little bit, he put his, his hand over my chest. I believe he was praying. So that's what we're talking about, uncommon motherhood that makes us to understand the purpose of our children and not let society define our children and not let diagnosis or diseases define our children. We are going to say no to that. And we're going to protect the purpose of our children. But where does this all begin? When we get to understand as mothers that we have been called for a higher purpose. We have been called for a higher purpose. We are not just some ordinary women. We are uncommon mothers called for uncommon mothering. I just want to speak, we have some fathers here, and we are wondering, where do we fit in? We know that there are some kids that they have not had the opportunity to be taken care of by a mother. They have had fathers in their lives taking care of them. We want to say thank you for doing that. 
And as you take care of these children, know that they have a purpose, they have a destiny. You are just the steward, and you can always rely on God to help them. So as we conclude this morning, I want to remind our mothers again. We have been called not just to uncommon mothering, but we have been called unto uncommon mothering to be incubators for the destinies of our children to thrive in. To be stewards of covenant with the children God has entrusted to us. And lastly, to be purpose protectors over the lives of our children. As we listen to our worship team, team sing the song, we are going to declare the name of Jesus over our lives as mothers and over our children. And even the children that God has brought under our covering, we are going to declare the name of Jesus. Worship team. Father, in the name of Jesus, we are breaking every stronghold over our children. We are breaking every stronghold of addiction. We are breaking every stronghold of depression. We are breaking every stronghold of suicide. We are breaking everything that the enemy is coming against them with in the name of Jesus. We declare that our children are for signs and wonders. We are declaring that our children will serve you all the days of their lives. We are declaring every mother here this morning that there is hope. We speak hope in that situation. We speak hope in that sickness. We speak hope in that in, in, in that body pain. We speak hope at your job site. We speak hope in your emotional life, oh God. We say thank you because we know that you are here in our midst and you've heard us. We pray your blessing over our families. Oh God, and indeed, oh God, we will be uncommon mothers to our children, oh God. That we will incubate the destinies of our children until we see it come to pass, oh God. That we will trust you that you can help us raise our children and to know that we are just stewards, oh God. And that Lord, we will believe you, oh God, that you will grant us the grace to protect the purpose of our children. That we will live to see the goodness of God concerning our children, oh God. There is hope for our children, oh God. They are coming back to the Lord. They are coming back to the Lord. They are coming back home. They are coming back home. They are coming back home in the name of Jesus. Every sickness, oh God, we are declaring the name of Jesus. For your word says that at the name of Jesus, every knee bows and every tongue confesses that Jesus is Lord. And your word says that by your stripes we are healed. Thank you, Jesus. We pray your blessing over our mothers today, oh God. Even for those who have lost mothers, we pray that, Lord, you will, you will put your arms around them and comfort them in the, on this special day, oh God. Thank you, Lord, oh God. May we live, oh God, to be the mothers that you'll be proud of, oh God. To be the stewards that you'll be proud of, oh God. Thank you, Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.